So hopefully, if this has all gone well, we'd like to welcome to 98 Night Out, Samit Patel. Samit, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. So thanks ever so much for joining us um, tonight. And uh, you're the first person we've had on from Nottinghamshire, so uh, it's a big moment. Although I'm sure a few of the other lads up to this will be wanting to get their way onto our airwaves. But we are very, very glad to have you here. So first of all, I'd just like to ask, you were taking part in the um, PSL for Lahore calendars um, yep. when the virus struck. Um, up to that point, what was it like playing out in Pakistan? Because it was uh, this year has seen the first time since uh, the return of high-level cricket to the area. Uh, what, were, how, what were your experiences? Uh, very well, very good, actually. Um, we, I was lucky enough to play for his home back United in the first two years. Yeah. And the years that the finals were in Pakistan, we managed to get there. Uh, we won it in 2018 and lost in the semi in 2019. Yeah. Um, and the crowds are fantastic, and obviously it just it meant everything to Pakistan to get cricket back there. And obviously, to see their homegrown boys playing in Pakistan is is obviously to play for the home crowd is everything. So yeah, it was really good. And I guess to see international stars such as yourself on on their home turf would have been just you know fantastic for them as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, more. The more people um, that go to Pakistan will, will definitely enjoy the, how they play their cricket and, the, and how fanatic they are about their cricket. So, yeah, the stars that were there, they, they performed really well. Um, but they've got some good talent. Um, the, especially from the bowling point of view, they've got steamers left, right and centre. Um, quite they're quite young, some of them as well, aren't they? Absolutely. So they've got Mohammed Amir, Wahab Riyaz, Shaheen Afridi, Nassim Shah... Um, has named the, li- the list could go on yeah uh, so they've got a good batch of fast bowlers no it's good and and I think also from you know what we saw over here and uh, and talking to one or two people the, the the absolute passion that the Pakistani fans have for cricket is uh, it's right up there isn't it absolutely yeah as I said they've been used to watching cricket on TV and Pakistan played their home series in the UAE which is definitely different yeah um, um, but the crowds are, they're, they're jam-packed every game um, especially T20 they're excited about um, they've got a great jet of batsman of Babar Azam who's, who's excellent yeah um, who technically is one of the best in the world it was a shame really wasn't it just as the whole thing was you know boiling to a climax that um, the virus uh, intervened and uh, you all had to uh, abandon ship as it were yeah no absolutely it's, it's unfortunate circumstances that we all had to arrive home and it was probably the right decision from the PCB to cancel the uh, cancel the tournament and, and make sure everyone got home yeah um, and that's definitely the first safety's always got to come first uh, in everything it's not yeah that's important. right that's so, right yeah it was definitely the right decision now you're a bit of a specialist in uh, franchise T20 and I'm just sort of doing my research. I noticed that you were playing in the Bangladesh Premier League for Rad Shahi Kings alongside Essex's own Ryan Tenderskata. Yeah, That's absolutely. So I played, in the game. I played with Tender at Rad Shahi, so yeah, he's a good man. I like Tender. Yeah. That's a tournament that um, in the past had its problems uh, with organisation, etc, etc, but they seem to have got their act together now. Absolutely, the PCB, of, um, the BCB, sorry, um, have definitely got their act together. Um, to be honest, I've never had no issues with Bangladesh Cricket Board and, and payment issues. It's always been around payment and guys yeah. like it. Uh, but touch wood, I've not really had no problems with um, the franchise cricket in Bangladesh. They've been, they've been really good. And, you and it's, a great, it's, it's a really good competition, to be fair. The standard of cricket there is good. Yeah. 
Um, I think the wickets could be a little bit better, but as I said, the players will still go there because uh, the attraction is there with, with the standard of cricket. You've also played, obviously, in the Big Bash League uh, for the Melbourne Renegades. How was the how is the BBL? Is it a bit too long, or is it just about right? Well, I only went there initially. I was only signed for the first the six games that Harry Gurney was not going to be available for, and then Harry was not available for the full tournament. Um, so I ended up playing nine games, and I wouldn't say it was too long. I was in there. I was in there only there for three and a half weeks, to be fair. Mm. Uh, and yeah, look, the Big Bash is is a good competition. Um, and I think that it's played very well. Um, the, the advertising there is, is the marketing. Um, everyone speaks about Big Bash and Big Bash time, which is really good. Um, and I'd like to see that in Blast. Yeah. Everyone speaks about the T20 Blast the way they do in Australia for their Blast. Um, and I know the 100 is a, is a new league that's coming out in England, so... Hopefully that will be the same as the Big Bash, really. I think that's what they want, isn't it? They, they, they're trying to get this kind of um, level of excitement and interest, um, which hopefully the 100 will bring. But the T20 Blast, to me, especially over the last sort of three, four years, um, seems to be on a huge upward trajectory with, with fans and, and uh, the atmosphere. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I couldn't, just, uh, couldn't agree with you more there. Yeah. Especially standard cricket-wise, it's, it's not it's no... no Difference there, the standard cricket's the same as, as the blast. But as I said, you get a lot more people to the ground, and obviously their grounds are bigger. And as I said, the marketing aspect is, is definitely better over in Australia. Just to pick you up on there, um, you know, you sort of a lot of professionals in and or ex-professionals seem to think that the blast isn't as good as the other competitions. But as someone who's played in it, you seem to think they're more of a similar level. Absolutely, yeah. If you, if you put our internationals in our blast. Um, and obviously, if you put the Aussie international guys playing in their in their big bash, then obviously standards are going to be better, aren't they? So, I think one of the things we talked about um, on last week's show with Paul Newman from the Daily Mail was the idea of um, if this season does get underway in 2020, of maybe having an, um, a pumped-up blast competition if the hundred gets put back a year, uh, and maybe including an England T20 team in the blast to try and. Uh, you know, rev it up a bit and get interested, especially ahead of the uh, the World Cup. Well, yeah, that is also an option that they used to be could do. But I presume that the England boys will just go and join their counties, I reckon, and, and it'll be a stronger competition that way. That's right. Uh, yeah. Which which will be great to have um, the international boys back playing. Um, obviously, the standard will, will go up, and you test yourself a bit more. Yeah, and they'll be they'll be itching to play as much as they can as well, won't they? Especially, especially the pandemic now, yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. So, um, last week on the show, we had your good mate, Ravi Bapara. And I was just sort of looking at the, the both of your careers. You're both very, the same age and your careers have spanned exactly the same period. And I think you've both had similar ups and downs with, um, you know, the international, with, with the England side. I mean, Ravi had views on this, but I was just interested to hear what you thought. Do you, do you would you say that you or him, um, to whatever extent, were treated harshly by selectors, or were they overly strict or overly uh, expectant of you to do certain things? Or um, I don't, I don't know about that. I just think that they saw me as a different cricketer, mm -hmm. which got, which which got to me a little bit. To be fair, they got me as a, a number seven in one day cricket, and I actually wasn't. Right. Uh, I could bowl overs, there's, there's no doubt about I could bowl overs, but they saw me more 
as a finisher at seven, and I'd, I, I kind of wish I would have had my chance more up the order. That what that would be my only thing really of playing international cricket. I never really got to play. Firstly, a home test match. Secondly, batting up the order in one day cricket. Really, I think that that was if I if I ever had put put anything on it, it'd be it'd be that. But I don't have any sort of regrets with the England selectors or. Any, any problems, any issues with, with any management? I, yeah. What do I think? Is it unfair? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe I could have been a bit better. Did, it, did you actually address to them? Did you scout and say to them, look, I want to bat higher up the order, or did you just have to accept where they were putting you? I, think, well, I kind of just accepted it at the end. Yeah. Um, I think there was a few talks when Andy Flower and Gilo were in charge, um, and Andy went on a break after India Test Series and Jarlow was in charge for that and there was a few talks about me batting higher up the order um, and we trialled it in a few warm-up games and they didn't get many runs so they just took me back to seven which I thought was a little bit a little bit harsh but yeah I'd, I'd rather bat seven than not play at all which yeah. that's, why I, that's why I didn't say anything really now, I saw a tweet today. Uh, you you said you were watching the highlights on Sky of the 2017 Blast Final. Yeah. 2017 was quite a year for Samit Patel, wasn't it? Back-to-back hundreds in the county championship, Nottinghamshire Player of the Year, PCA Most Valuable Player, and PCA Player of the Year. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> 2017 was, was a great year, to be fair. Um, mm. I'd just like to correct you that we're back to about double hundred, not hundred. Oh, there you go. Even better. It's unusual for someone to correct Darren on one of these facts. <laughs> <laughs> well, there were double hundreds, not hundred. Um, <laughs> Fantastic. But, yeah, no, 17 was a great year. It was my, ben- it was my testimonial year. Um, and, yeah, it was, it was just a great year. We got promoted. We won the white, we did the white ball double. And to get all the accolades that, get, that come with it, it was, was a really good year, so top job really well. Well, well done, and uh, I know from being involved with a, a few testimonials that uh, they are hard work as well, so yeah, to, to, hard work, to yeah. pull off those things on the pitch with all the other stuff going on. Uh, what, were, what were your uh, sort of events that you had um, in that year for your, for your test- um, testimonial? I had a golf day at the Nottinghamshire, which is one of the best golf courses in Nottingham. Um, I had a Bollywood launch, um, <laughs> which was at Colic Hall, which was really good and worked very well done from uh, from my team, which was good. Um, and uh, I had the Lord's Lunch in December. Mm. Um, so, yeah, no, I, things went smoothly. Um, so, yeah. I was actually on the uh, doing the PA announcing for the semi-final of the Royal, uh, Royal London One Day Cup at Chelmsford, uh, which you, won, you basically won the game for yeah. Knox that day and won a, a fantastic game of cricket. Yeah, no, that was a great day, actually. Uh, we've been on the road. We actually were on the road. We had a four-day game at Gloucester, and then we went directly straight to Taunton, which was not too bad on travel, to play a quarter-final. Um, and we beat Somerset there, and then we travelled all the way to Essex, direct from Taunton. Oh, that's a long drive. Um, yeah, it was, it was a long two-and-a-half weeks, let's say, on the road. Mm. So it was worth it at the end. But, yeah, that, that, that game at Taunton was... Something that will stay with me for the rest of my life, to be honest. Yes, you know, it, one of my best one-day knocks um, that I've ever played. So, well, I remember a lot of the Essex faithful getting up and applauding you when, when you came off as well. So uh, it was, it was, um, it was, uh, it was certainly something. It's, it's very rare you get an applause at Taunt at uh, Chelmsford. <laughs> That's uh, right. Uh, um, I, I just, yeah, when you guys got three three seventy four, I thought you know, this is going to be difficult. But then 
looking at the wicket and the boundaries that chanted, and I actually like batting at chanted. So uh, we, there was no panic in the dressing room at half time, which was quite calm, and we knew what we had to do, obviously, was to knock the runs off. And when you've got some match winners in your team, you've got Hales, Vessels, Lum, Elaine, yeah. Brendan Taylor, there's, there's some match winners there, and we know people that can pull off some special performances. So during that year, we knew that someone was going to pull it out of the bag. And I thought Stephen Melendi played next one, not there 100, uh, which took some pressure off me, really. Yeah, I've just, I've, I've just pulled it up on ESPN. Uh, Essex, 370 for five. Yeah. Uh, some young bloke, I don't know what he's he done with his career. A. Cook, he got, <laughs> he got, 100, he got 133. Uh, Tendo, 102 off 66 balls. Yeah. Uh, and then you're 122 not out for 123 balls. And Stephen Melanie, 111 off 75 balls. But yeah. I just remember, yeah, was it 740 odd runs scored in the day? It was so, a really hot day as well, if I remember. Yeah, it was. It was a really nice day. It was a really good day for batting. Uh, wicket was flat, um, and yeah, it was. It was just. It was a really good wicket, and and we just pulled it off. <laughs> uh, yeah, as I said, Tendo and Cookie. Well, me, Ravi, and Cookie are all the same age, so we played representing cricket together. Yeah. Um, under the 19s, under 15s. So yeah, we've uh, we've been together quite a few times. Excellent. So, what have you enjoyed most about playing cricket in, in throughout your career or your life, probably? Sure. Like you see a lot of lot of the world, but you don't. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you see a lot of hotel rooms and a, and a lot of cricket grounds, but you actually don't see the rest of the country, which is kind of a, is a little bit of a shame. And and the people that you meet in different parts of the world, that that's what I've enjoyed the most. Yeah. Um, off the field stuff, which is quite important to when you're touring is trying to take your mind away from cricket and that's that's one of the things that I'll, I'll definitely miss when I finish playing cricket is when uh, we're socialising um, and seeing a lot of the country of, that you're not from so, so obviously you've played all around the world Who, who's the best person you've or best player you've played with played with yeah oh, that is a tough question <laughs> um, we can't make it easy well, I can't I can't say one person because there's about three. Um, Who would you say then? Give us, give us a good. When, when, when I was first growing up, Stephen Fleming for me was oh, yeah. influential in my career at Knotts. And then you've got Hashim Amla. What a player! Yeah. Uh, you've got Kevin Peterson. You've got. God, yeah, I forgot about KP's time at Knotts as well. I mean, that was that was quite colourful as it were as it, as he was everywhere, wasn't it? Well, yeah, okay. I was I was only young when KP was smacking it around in Trent Bridge, but I managed to play a one-day game with him at Taunton, and he managed to get 70-odd off about 40 balls and made it really, really easy. Um, there was one more. Uh, David Hussey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but Ambler and, uh, Ambler and Fleming are the ones where they just made batting look so easy. Yeah. Okay, what about people you've played against? Who are the, who are the, who are the most formidable opponents? I actually didn't like um, Jack Callis. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, I didn't like my face in there. He was quite awkward. Uh, it, it, he quite picked the ball up. Um, they're in the same way to bowl at. Chris Gale to bowl at. <laughs> they're not much fun. Um, Dale Stain, Mornay Morkel. Right, yeah. yeah. 
both got some wheels on. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah, I'm finding it hard to disagree with any of that because I mean, they, they really are. They keep keep you hopping around. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So what's the career plan for you? You're obviously, possibly getting towards the end of your career. I'm not not going to say anything because Darren Stevens, I think, still going at the age of 97. Isn't he? <laughs> but what, what, what's the long term plan for you? Into coaching or involved in cricket or away from it totally? Uh, I think I'll definitely stay involved in cricket. Um, I do like the batting consultancy role. And the spin bowling knowledge that I've got, I could use. Um, so I'll be hopefully I'll be quite attractive in that sense where I can do two jobs really: is batting and bowling. Um, just yeah, just passing on my knowledge to to, to the kids that are, are playing the next 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 generation. Would you like a head coach role eventually, or more a support role? I don't. I, don't, I reckon I would. I don't think I would because the whole selection, firing, and firing. I don't think I'd. I don't reckon I could deal with that. Yeah, um, you've got to be a certain type of person, haven't you? Yeah, I reckon for me, I reckon definitely support supporting role um, and, yeah, help make sure they're developing their game in the right way. All right, last question for you before we let you go. You're a big Forest fan. I am a big Forest fan. As it stands, fifth in the championship, are you dreaming of coming up to mix it with the big boys? Well, before I left for the PSL, I was dreaming a lot but now once I got back <laughs> I managed to watch uh, a few games out in Lahore and screaming at two in the morning uh, <laughs> watching Forest Cardiff and we're getting a little late equaliser against West Brom. Um yeah no I hope, hopefully it's our year to come up but we'll never know with the, with the yeah game. obviously we've got to wait but yeah. um, I think you're looking pretty good for a playoff place maybe hopefully maybe the, all the playoff teams will play and the rest probably won't play. Yeah, could be because Leeds are Leeds are, 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 are flying away with it, aren't they? Well, we don't know what they're going to do. No one thinks. <laughs> yeah, I know. We're all in that position, and no one actually knows anything. So what's <laughs> going to go on? Is it? Forest are yeah. one of those old sort of big names, you know. When I was a kid, um, when Brian Clough and Peter Taylor were there, yeah. uh, and it was the real heady days of, for Forest fans. But it's a bit like you know Villa last year. You want to see these big names coming back and. Uh, performing at the top level so it would be really good to see you back absolutely yeah I, I remember going well playing club cricket um, in the Derby League um, and I was really young and mad Forest fan obviously and then we played a game at Corndon CC and I, I played I, I must have got like 20 and then got out and uh, walked around the boundary and there was a bloke sitting in the corner with a golden retriever and well, I got closer and closer and I thought I know that bloke and it was Cluffy. So Cluffy oh, wow. Lived in Corndon. Um, <laughs> and Cluffy loved cricket. So we used to watch uh, watch cricket on a Saturday afternoon down in Corndon every, well, yeah, in the summer. So Fantastic. I actually managed to meet Cluffy. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a, that's a great story. Great story. Yeah. All right, Samet, many, thanks, many man. thanks for joining us. Um, we really appreciate you giving us your time. and. Um, uh, we look to catch up. We'll be watching your progress once the season starts, and uh, we'll be cheering you on. And um, all the best for the hopefully 2020 and um, the seasons to come. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys.